0: Hello once again everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Speak Show. This week I was able to sit down with Truman Glasgow, good buddy of mine and an absolute monster on the bike. He's coming off a really big race season that we dive into and uh, most of this episode's bikes, bikes and uh, more bikes. We talk about his journey into cycling, the competitiveness, how he started racing, and how he's elevated his career into where it is now and like where he's going to go with that. As a content creator, he just got back from Red Bull Rampage as he was one of the three kids that Red Bull invited out to help produce a lot of video content and photo content. It's pretty awesome to listen to firsthand how that experience was and is being at such a grand scale and working with someone like Red Bull. Truman recently just started riding for the Imaginary Collective, a cycling brand, and we get to hear what they're all about and what they're trying to bring into the world of cycling. It was super fun to be able to sit down with Truman and hear more about his experiences on and off the bike and all the beg plans he's got coming into next year. He's a rad dude. And like I said, he's a monster on the bike. Absolutely rips. And I hope you all enjoy the episode. Hop
1: right into it. How the hell are you? doing good, man. So much. <laughs> um, this past week's been a little crazy. I uh, went and shot for Red Bull down in Virgin, Utah. Red Bull Rampage
0: dude how big are those features oh my gosh like, like bigger than no. you thought was that the first time you've seen
1: them that's first time in person okay I've, yeah. I've grown up watching it and i uh have never been down there in person and for, to be there like right up next to him like i had the all access i could go wherever i wanted uh-huh. um throughout the three days filming and just like watching what those guys are doing in person just is insane just hard to wrap your head yeah like around it i'm like man like maybe i don't want to race xc like this stuff looks sick and then i see someone crash or come up short on a jump and it's just like
0: how do you walk away yeah one that? guy got life uh kyle straight
1: he got life lighted out of there the day before the event in practice and nice. he's laying there um i heard this from someone i didn't witness it but he's laying there with the broken back telling cam zinc another writer how to get more speed to clear the gap while he's just like broken <laughs> it just shows like how tough those guys are and a little crazy
0: <laughs> yeah i mean like i was talking about yeah rampage with someone else and it was like they ride bikes and, like we ride bikes but it's like yeah. not the same world like it's uh, like completely nothing different. nothing the same yeah dude those features i can't imagine hitting that because that big gap what is it 70
1: 75 feet the canyon gap good hell but yeah so
0: how'd you how'd you come into going down there to shoot for him
1: um so i got uh uh dm from a producer at Red Bull in September. Uh, They were looking for collegiate creators, so students Mm -hmm. in college um, who create content to go down there. And basically just like our job was to film as much as possible the two days leading up to the event. Okay, And um, then turn around a video Thursday night, the day before the event. And um, they sent that video out to their marketeers who are like the people wearing Red Bull backpacks. Mm-hmm. They're on college campuses to share that video throughout the country. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. So kind of. I've never turned a video around that fast. Um, I'm happy with my work considering <laughs> the fact that it was like yeah. two days of filming and squeezing and editing here and there throughout the day. Uh-huh. Um, and then the day of the event, we pretty much had freedom to just shoot whatever we wanted and there were a few requirements they needed from us, but other than that, it was like, just shoot what you want to shoot. So it's it super so a sick. ton of freedom, which was so sick.
0: How many of uh, how many were there of you?
1: So there was three, um, three guys. One from Las Vegas, and then one from Sandy, and we all actually happened to know each other, oh, which cool. made it even more fun. But, Dude, yeah, it was-
0: that is sick. And so then you just got back. From nationals?
1: Yeah, uh, marathon nationals. Um, for those of you who aren't cyclists, it is cycling, um, long distance form. They call it marathon nationals. But yeah, so after Rampage, I drove back Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, got in around midnight, then woke up around 7 and drove straight to the airport to catch a flight to Maryland. Um, then from there drove another hour or so to Frederick, Maryland, where nationals was held and then raced the next day. Not ideal. Um, geez, were you kind of stressing out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a race, my leading up to it, it was pretty, uh, pretty brutal. Like I got sick about four and a half weeks ago Mm -hmm. and that lingered around for three weeks. Had to get on the antibiotic. It just, I wasn't, I was off the bike. I was like. Man, like, this is not what I want going yeah. into nationals. Um, but considering that, like, I'm really happy with how the race ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go into that a little bit if you would like, but yeah,
0: yeah, dude. Because I didn't, I think you told me about national race last year, yeah, a little bit yep. the last time we talked. But yeah. was it just as hard, so, go just as deep? Yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I the riding out in Maryland, I know there's like they're not known for having mountains or anything out there, but it's just so different from anything out here. Um, in Utah, like the rocks are embedded into the ground and like my wrists still are sore. Like they feel like they're broken. Like, and I didn't crash or anything. I was just getting beat. Yeah. Like, so how long is that race? It was this year's three, about three and a half hours. Okay. Um, only 38 miles, but that just shows how, like, slow it is because it's so rocky.
0: Yeah, it's just beating the hell out of your yeah. arms. and Yeah,
1: 6,000 feet of climbing also, which is, like... It's
0: a good chunk.
1: Good for 38 miles, I guess. Like yeah. I don't know how they squeeze it in there because there's no it's mountains fun. out there. It's <laughs> just up and down. But, yeah. So, last year, I actually ended up finishing fourth. Mm-hmm. Um. And was really proud of that result. It was kind of a breakthrough race for me. Um, and so I was going into it this year with some high expectations and then got the sickness and was just going in. after that was like, all right, I'm just going to go and give it my best effort. Like uh-huh. I've had a really good season, um, up until this point, And I'm just stoked to be out here racing my bike. And so yeah, this year it started out like so fast. The field is a bit more stacked as well. And we did, the first lap was a prologue lap, so like a half lap, about 30-ish minutes long. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, pinned from the gun. Jeez. Like It felt like an XC race. It was not, like, no one was saving <laughs> it. They were going. I went in the single track there, sitting in fifth place. Okay. Um, and then towards the end, moved into fourth. And there would already been some pretty good separation between the lead group. There were two guys in the lead group, and then... Uh it was me and Cody Cup who is a guy that I race with. Um we were together and then I don't I didn't even see the group behind us. Um and so after that f- prologue lap we were doing the first full lap and was feeling good. Heart rate was high, but power was there, so I was like okay, like I might be to, legs felt there. Yeah. Okay. Th- I was surprised because I had it. i'd been hiking at rampage uh yeah. <laughs> for three days straight before that like yeah. and hiking at rampage is brutal like
0: i mean that whole course is straight yeah and down, oh yeah i
1: right? it was just all day long like we'd show up at 10 sorry i'm going back to rampage Dude, no but um yeah we'd show up at 10 hike all day and then and just be filming standing around yeah, standing around, around. Yep. Shots. in yeah. the heat not ideal i didn't ride actually wednesday or thursday just because i knew i was going to be hiking and i didn't have time like yeah So I got in a ride on Friday, Um, just our ride. And then Saturday, I got into Maryland, squeezed in some openers, and then was racing. And back to the story, Um, I was like surprised. My legs were feeling pretty good and just kept it going. Um, After the first lap, so we do two laps there. I don't even know what the mileage is on them, around Mm -hmm. like 15 miles a lap. Um, and after that first full lap we with one lap to go and I was like, okay, I just hit a wall. <laughs> like the legs just weren't there. I, I made a few mistakes with my nutrition, uh-huh. um, which wasn't ideal. It was just, it was the way the course was set up. I missed a feed. Um, mm. yeah. and yeah the people out there that were supporting me just weren't able to make it to both because they were so far apart. And so I ended up running low on water for about 45 minutes. And then I think that's when I just like crashed. Shoot. Um, not literally, but <laughs> yeah. <bonked laughs> mentally. Yeah. Um, and so it was just kind of survival mode for the next hour and like 20 minutes of racing. Mm-hmm. And I was able to hold that fifth place position until I want to say about 30 minutes left i had uh four guy or three guys just ride straight through me i just couldn't find any rhythm on the course and i crawled my way into ninth which i'll take at nationals um yeah but yeah that's kind of how that went
0: shoot i mean dude that's pretty it's an awesome finish for sure and you said like the field is super stacked this year have you seen our fields i guess more often just getting more stacked like is the competition increasing
1: yeah most definitely there's i mean each year the sport grows uh-huh. significantly um more people are discovering cycling that yeah didn't know they were talented at it and then there's guys that have been working at it for years and all of a sudden they come out of nowhere and
0: they're just to they actually go into start racing and yeah. like oh like because i mean you ride harder in a race yeah
1: well and it just builds like for me i've been riding my bike for I won't like racing for like fifteen years. I mm-hmm. started as a little kid. I wasn't doing it competitively, but yeah. it was just But a it's fun. a lot
0: of just like muscle yeah. building up.
1: Right. But like from year to year, it builds a ton. And I'm sure you've seen that as well.
0: Well yeah, I'm I'm the new guy into it. Like this is only my second year. But and uh yeah, it's a ton of fun. Like you compare
1: your fitness uh this year compared to last year, like Oh yeah, it's it, exponential growth right? yeah it's huge it's exponential yeah Yeah. it's
0: been yeah it's been fun to get into it and everyone's like you're gonna plateau pretty quick because i hear like once someone gets into cycling like you get so good so fast and then like i feel like with any sport or hobby you learn you get pretty decent and then it takes like quite a bit to like actually start to progress past that a little bit but yeah, yeah dude national sounds like quite the Quite a ride. Yeah, so so I guess to like rewind, I guess a little bit, kind of paint the picture of getting into cycling.
1: Um, yeah, so I've always ridden a bike. Like, mm-hmm. I was around mountain bikes. My dad raced um the Leadville 100. I want to say he started back in like two thousand two, two thousand three or four. When how long has the Leadville, Leadville 100 been around? I want to say like I'm gonna to totally not with this, but around know. like 20, 20 plus years for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah. So my dad raced. I grew up around that. I always loved jumping my bike in the backyard. Yeah. Um, there was one race every year. Um, so I grew up in Alpine, Utah. There was a race every year called the Alpine Days Bike Race, and I would show up on my little, uh, I think it was like a Trek 950, just aluminum frame, like had like it was like a three by eight, like yeah. <laughs> I, and I was just that was the bike I would jump on, um, and my dad would sign me up for it, and I'd go race it just for fun. And mm-hmm. each year I kind of got a little more into it, and I was like, okay, like I'm gonna train this year in quotations, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just like did that, and then in seventh grade. I was, I remember I sitting in class and I got a text from my dad and he's like, Hey, I signed you up for a junior Devo um, bike race. It's up in park city today. Like you want to do it? And I was like, of course I do. Like, yeah. I was stoked. Um, I didn't have a bike that fit me at the time and I had never ridden with like clippings or anything I also had never been to a practice for like the team, like because they do like little bike practices and stuff. Uh-huh. And so I showed up. They like gave me a jersey and I went and raced. It was out at Round Valley, um, for those of you that know that that course. And I, uh, I think I took like tenth that race. And it was the first time I was like I saw who won, and I was like I want to be that kid. <laughs> um, the kid that won was Bryn Bingham. He actually still rips a bike. Um, more into like. Jumping bikes, he rides for Yeti, I believe. Okay, um, but yeah, he he rips. I remember just seeing him being like, "I want to be that fast." And so then the next year, I got into it a little more. I didn't have a mountain bike; I was riding. my dad had a uh, fat bike, the snow bikes, yeah. and so I would train on that, and then I would use my brother's bike to race on because it was a full suspension, <laughs> yeah. epic. Uh, and yeah, so I just was like kind of borrowing things where I could get them Mm -hmm. doing what I could. And then in ninth grade, I got a little more into it and I, um, I bought my own mountain bike, like specialized Epic aluminum frame, solid bike. Yeah. I was so stoked to have that. And I just like started doing it more and more. Um, I was also playing baseball and football at the time. Um, had been playing those for like eight years up until that point. And after my freshman year of high school, I decided to quit football and focus on baseball. And I was still racing bikes here and there. Yeah. Um, and so going into my sophomore year, start trying out for the baseball team uh, that, that winter. And I uh, ended up getting cut from the baseball team. Did not expect it. It was kind of uh, just came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. So at that time was was baseball number one or was biking number one at that point? So I'm gonna have to say baseball. Okay,
1: but I do remember like playing summer ball that year, and just thinking about riding my bike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it started to switch. Like, yeah, yeah, I was starting to like daydream about riding my bike in <laughs> Corner Canyon. Um, but yeah, so I got cut, and I was pretty sad for like. I would say three or four days uh-huh. just like really bummed out. Like I'd grown up playing baseball with all the, like all the guys that were on the team, like we yeah. are all buddies. It's like, not only did I like lose all my, I didn't lose my friends, but like in a sense I did cause they're all playing baseball. Yeah. Um, but I just like, I had to figure out what it was that I was going to do to like, uh, spend my, like what I was going to spend time on. And, so after about four days, I, my dad was like, are you going to keep moping around? Like, <laughs> what's the deal? And he, <laughs> my dad's been a huge influence in my life. Uh-huh. Like, I'm so grateful for like everything he's done to get me to where I'm at. Um, he's never been like super, uh, like, you got to do this, this, and this. Like, he's just let me do me. And that's been the best part. And yeah. then he's been there to support me. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, so he said that and then i kind of like sat there or he's like are you just gonna mope around or like what are you gonna do and i was i sat there and thought for a minute and then i came back to him and i was like i'm gonna be the best biker in the state of utah uh, i look. was pretty bold like yeah um bold thing to say best i guess high school biker in the state of utah mm-hmm. um, i know you got keegan Swanson and those guys <laughs> i can't <laughs> but um yeah so i said that and that was around I wanna say April of maybe March of twenty seventeen. Okay. And see so yeah, I going into my junior year, I trained that whole summer leading into it. Um I got a little bit nicer of a bike had a carbon frame and a little yeah, lighter yeah. <laughs> and going in there. And I, so I was a junior racing varsity that year. Cause I'd had decent results mm-hmm. from the year before. And there was um, like one or two guys to beat that year, like in the varsity category. And I was just like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to win it. Like I yeah. was just so confident. Like I don't know where that confidence came from. Cause that's a bold <laughs> thing to say. Like these guys are, fast and in the first race um i just was like i'm gonna hold the guy in front's wheel until the last lap and then i'm gonna go all out and try and drop him and win Mm -hmm. that was that was my game that was the strategy and (laughs) leading into that it went perfectly as planned i stuck on the wheel of the leader until the last lap and then i attacked and held on to it um and so i was like right there i was like i think i can do this like there's the goal yeah yeah um and so the next race I ended up winning in a sprint and then there were like two or three more races throughout the season that um, I think I took second in two of them. And then state was a bit rough. Like that's where the region was split mm-hmm. um, because the schools are like have so many kids on the team. It was split between North and South. And then at state, they came together and at state I ended up taking, I want to say sixth from my junior year. So uh-huh. racing with seniors and, I was a little bummed about that. And so, because my goal was to win state, that yeah. was like best back in the state of Utah was winning state um, mm-hmm. in my mind. And so, going into the next year, I'd gotten a coach, gotten a lot more serious about it. Um,
0: How would you say getting a coach uh, increased your ability and skill on the bike? Is it, it a pretty dr- drastic increase?
1: Yeah. So, I would say it's a touchy subject in a sense because. Uh-huh. Some people, it, it's all about finding the right coach. Um, and and it's still,
0: at the end of the day, you're gonna get out what you put in.
1: Right, right. Like having a coach, the only thing I worry about is burnout for people that maybe aren't ready for a coach. Can't take on that much load. Yeah, just yeah. that, or like biking becomes like a job instead of something that you love. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And like look forward to doing. Mm-hmm. And but getting a coach that year, like I was, re- I felt ready for it. Um, I did the workouts. It was. Super helpful, just having someone looking over, uh, just what I was doing. I wasn't aimlessly training, yeah. like I've been the past two years. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's working out for you. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, actually looking for a coach right now, so I'm right. ready to take that step again. Uh, but yeah, getting a coach, like if you feel like you're ready for it, I, it'll definitely increase, mm-hmm. um, everything. I think as long as you make sure you have that balance and you like you're open to telling them like you're not feeling it today or yeah feeling burned out like yeah don't don't burn out it's not worth it. This sport's too much fun. It's way too <laughs> much fun. Um but yeah I got a coach that year, went into the first race, um I had race nationals as well. Um I realized there was racing outside of high school. Um the like national uh pro X C T races. Mm. Um, throughout the country race nationals did our I think it was top 10 that year uh, in the in the 17 18 category and then the first race came around I f- was riding super strong I ended up winning that race um, and then by f- I think a few minutes and then the next race came around two weeks later and I just remember feeling really like off that week but i was just like like i don't know what it is um and i ended up racing that that week and winning in a sprint and then after that things just went downhill like i was so sick Hmm. like couldn't get out of bed like hadn't felt that sick in a long time or ever i would say and two weeks went by i ended up missing the next race I was like, okay, hey, what's going on? And like, I'd been to the doctor, tried getting on an antibiotic, didn't work. So I went back to the doctor and he's like, I'm going to give you a mono test. And gave me a mono test. And sure enough, it came back positive. Yeah,
0: um, I'll do it to you for
1: quite a while. And and mono, or also known as Epstein-Barr virus, is very common in cyclists. Some of you might know it as the kissing disease. Yeah. So <laughs> why is
0: it? I've never, I've heard that. Why is it um, common?
1: Just because you're constantly like wearing down your body, your immune system, um, and like training when you should, shouldn't should be can do that. And then it makes you more susceptible yeah. to that disease. Yeah. And who knows? I could have, I don't know how I got it. <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, man. Yeah. yeah, we don't know how you got it either, dude. No. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's common in cyclists. And so I found out I would mono and I was like, okay, like states and... I think four weeks at that point I'm like I'm gonna be good by state like uh-huh. I'll be good and the issue with having it was my spleen was enlarged like even after I started feeling better, my spleen was enlarged for like the next week or two um and I was working we were going to a doctor in Park City who works with the USA cycling team super good doctor max testa um and he, he was looking at my spleen the week we went in there the week before state I'd missed the last two races and went in there before state and he ultrasound gave it an ultrasound one more time just to see if it was enlarged and it still was and the risk of it rupturing on a bike like if I crash rupture my spleen like yeah (laughs) it's game over yeah so I uh ended up Not racing state. The worst part about it was I felt healthy, but it was just the fact that it was enlarged. And like, he told me, he's like, you got to look like, do you want to keep racing your bike after this? Like, yeah. And obviously I was like, yeah, like I love the sport. And,
0: so it's probably a hard thing to take being your last because you're senior. yeah yep that was my last kind of yeah it for chasing State. yeah and
1: it was like had it not been a cycling doctor i would have probably had a harder time wrapping my head around him telling me not to race it yeah but because this guy understands like cyclists and how stubborn they are and like him telling me like you got to look at the bigger picture it made things a lot easier to uh understand i guess and
0: when you probably had an idea and he probably had an idea too that there was life there was there's a long time for you after high school to keep racing because like other sports like very few kids go play d1 serious football basketball baseball and never really pass college but cycling especially for what you were doing in high school probably seemed pretty apparent yeah. So it's probably a bit easier to kind of yeah. take that.
1: I mean, I still thought that like high school racing was the world. Uh, yeah. To that at point, the time but, for sure. But yes, no, I see what you're saying. Like uh-huh. there was a future with it and I had to swallow that pill and I stood on the sideline at state and watched all my buddies Damn. line up and race. Cause you
0: were, you're you going to take it probably. Uh, like, if you would have stayed healthy.
1: It would have been a really good race. Um, between I don't want to discredit anyone but yeah. the guys that come to mind are uh Cade Brazier and Andrew Conover okay there's just three Stand guys needs. that were yeah just ripping on the bike Cade ended up taking it that year mm-hmm. um but yeah so like after that I think it's honestly what's kept me it's kept the the fuel burning or the the fire burning so okay. <laughs> um just like after that I was like man like I wanted that so bad and to just like not even have a chance to compete because of something internal that I could, like, it wasn't like it was a broken arm where I'm like, I can't physically ride my bike. Like I've could ride my bike. I just
0: shouldn't. The risk, the risk was a reward worth it. line. was pretty, pretty thin.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't race that year. And then and the nice thing was at the time I had the coach and he was helping me work through it too. He's like, I've seen this before. Um, I took about two months off the bike and then i was able to start riding indoors like pretty chill mm-hmm. just on the trainer just to reduce the risk yeah. of crashing and and then that next season i uh came back around january um and did or we went out to hawaii um my family did it on vacation and we rented bikes out there my dad brother and i and we went and rode um, Haleakala. Have you heard of Is that the volcano?
0: Yeah. Is that they shuttle you up and then you ride down you yes. so we, Did you go out? Yes.
1: So we, so we started at, uh, at our hotel. We like dipped the tires in the back of the air in, in the yeah. uh, ocean and then rode up to, I want to say it's 10,000, like 152 feet, give or take <laughs> somewhere around Jeez. there. But how, many, how many miles it was from there. It was exactly a century ride. So okay. it's pretty up flat. Like, back. Yeah. Okay. So like the climb, I think is like thirty ish miles. um Ten thousand feet though. Yeah. So <laughs> dude, it's a good dude, it, dude. If you that's insane. It needs to be on your bucket list. Like it is one of the sickest road ride, sickest road rides I've ever done.
0: Go. There's something of a about- grade on that. Do you <sighs> remember?
1: I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. But
0: because like thirty miles and ten thousand feet, like you've got to be cooking at a pretty yeah, good it's, grade
1: yeah the coolest part about it is you see all the seasons <laughs> like, yeah oh yeah you start in at the ocean 90 degree humid weather and you go through like the palm trees and then you get into like pine trees and rain and then up at the top it can be snowing uh, we yeah. got lucky um, and it was clear skies but
0: that descent's probably pretty fun
1: Honestly, I didn't like the descent no, because, scary? well, I had never ridden a road bike up until that point. I oh, just been really? on the mountain bike. Yeah, and okay. so descending on those skinny tires <laughs> is just like, it was my hands started getting more tired than my legs were like, just holding the brakes the yeah. whole time. Jeez. Um, But yeah, no. So I did that ride and it was the first ride back that I'd done. Like where I like felt like I could go hard. Mm-hmm. And after the, the descent, like my heart rate just went through the roof. Like I was comparing it to my dad and brothers and they they were sitting around like one thirty beats per minute, just cruising. And I'm at like 185 beats per minute. And this I didn't, is, you're on the flat. Like yeah. And I gaps. did not feel good. Like,
0: Yikes, that's. Scary. and
1: so I ended up getting sick after that. And I think that pushed me back a little more. Um, my coach did recommend that I, he didn't say to not do it, but he didn't say I should do it. Yeah, but he was like you're in hawaii i'm not going to tell you no and so didn't listen to the coach Yeah, and <laughs> that happened but yeah it was a it was a sick ride
0: so has it been was there health complications after that or is it just because of the spleen um, the situation still and
1: so i guess i could keep going with it really quick if yeah i'll try to be fast i tend to <laughs> go a little longer than usual but um yeah so after that I ended up racing that the rest of that season. um, I stayed fairly healthy. Um, I was racing with Rulere Development there out of Draper. Okay. A a DNA like development team, and I raced like most of the pro XET races throughout the country. We went to Puerto Rico that year, Um, and then Montana, um, here in Utah, California twice. And how old were you? I was. 18 okay yeah and then nationals in snowshoe west virginia um and yeah so i ended up racing all those went had a pretty good season i i'm trying to remember what i think that year I was actually that that year was the first year i raced nationals i believe mm-hmm. and that was the year that i ended up finishing i think eighth in the cross country and ninth in the short track okay with some of the fastest 17 to 18 year olds in the country, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty sick. Was like, so
0: where do the fastest kids typically come from? Is there like, cause I've heard Utah's pretty stacked
1: Durango, Colorado, Colorado, no, without a doubt. Like yeah. anyone, I don't know what's in the water over there, but all those guys are so dang fast.
0: Just year after year. It's like yeah. the kids from Durango yep. are quick. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. Oh,
1: so yeah, I ended up racing that, um, had a pretty good year. And then, my plan was to race Leadville um, August 13th, I think it was. And then I had a mission called an LDS mission uh, that I was going to be leaving on in, around the beginning of September. And so I put my date after Leadville so that I could race Leadville and then go on my mission. Because mm-hmm. you can't race Leadville unless you're 18. And my birthday is August 23rd. Oh. So I was like i barely missed it the year before by like a week or so Uh and then this year i was like almost 19 and planning to race it right before i left um and crazy story so so dumb i the luck i've had but i uh (laughs) i can't even believe i'm telling this story but i the week leading up to ludville i was mowing my parents lawn i was wearing nike slides and no i did not chop my foot off (laughs) But I was wearing Nike slides. I went to empty the grass, um, just in this field right behind my house, and I the grass or like the weeds that I was walking were super tall. So I kind of like galloped out of the field to uh-huh. like get back on the grass, and there was a huge dead branch that was like hiding under it, and it took my shoe right off my foot, and then my next step I stepped and like this wood chip went into my foot. And I didn't even notice it until, because, like, the back of my leg was a little scraped up from the tree branch. Um, And I didn't even notice it until, like, a few minutes after I, like, looked at my foot. I was like, oh, what the heck? There's just this, like, little stub, like, in my foot. And so I tried to pull it out with my hands, and I couldn't get it out. Um, How big are we talking here? uh, It wasn't, like, you could consider it a splinter, but if I say a splinter, you're going to, it it, it was, like, you didn't rust because of a splinter? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, it was more of a wood chip. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I pulled I went inside, I pulled it out with tweezers, and then I just went and finished mowing the lawn and didn't think I'd put some Neosporin in there yeah. and band-aid and was like, "I'm good." Yeah. Like, and then that night, I was like, you know that feeling when you got a splinter and it's just like nothing else matters, it's driving you nuts. Yeah. I was like, there's more in there, like I didn't get it all. And so I'm like freaking out. I wake up the next morning, even more pain. And so I tried riding that day. And I, it was right on the ball of my foot where like uh, my clip goes. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I rode like five minutes. So I was like, I'm done. So I went to the doctor. He like looked at my foot, couldn't see anything. Um, he's like, you need to go to a foot doctor because they can do an ultrasound. My luck with ultrasounds, man. <laughs> um, And he gave me, so I went to the foot doctor the next day. This is Wednesday. And yeah. I'm supposed to be leaving that night to Leadville. And so he looks at it but the ultrasound doesn't see anything he's like you have two options you can either cut it open and or we can cut it open clean it out and if i find anything like we got it and then i can stitch it up i'll give you extra stitches so you can do your bike race or you can leave it how it is and hope that whatever is in there will eventually work its way out and i was like well option one like i can't ride my bike
0: yeah like I can't wait for yeah. this to just naturally Yeah, it
1: hurts way too much, and so they cut it open, cleaned it out. He didn't find anything. Put extra stitches on it. In that home or that night, I got home and never in my life had I experienced that much pain. Seriously, like the numbing wore off my foot, and <laughs> I we like took the wrapping off, and it was there was like infection spreading throughout my foot. Oh goodness. So I went to the ER, they took the stitches out and just like put packing in there and left out. So I didn't race Leadville that year, <laughs> um, which was just like bad luck after bad luck. Yeah, um, But you,
0: you raced Leadville this year. Is this the first year? This is the second year. Okay.
1: So last year was my first year. Um, I did a 7.01. Oh. <laughs> so my goal was to go under 7. Yeah. Missed it by a minute.
0: Shoot. Is that race as gnarly as they say? Yeah. Would you say it's the one of the harder races you've done?
1: Most definitely. I mean,
0: or the hardest, because it's you're constantly okay. over, you're over ten thousand feet yeah. the entire day, right? pretty
1: much. Yeah, you start. Maybe I was confusing uh, to backtrack. Maybe I was confusing the elevation of Leadville with Hollyoake. They're both <laughs> around ten thousand feet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you start around ten thousand feet at Leadville, and you climb up uh, to almost. Thirteen thousand feet. Mm-hmm. Um, the They're total, just staying at that high of elevation. Yeah, you, you never dip below like ninety five hundred feet. Uh huh. And it's, yeah, the oxygen up there, there's just n- nothing there, especially uh,
0: when you're you're racing. Like, yeah, you're I would
1: I would say Point to Point in Park City um, is another one that is pretty close to mm-hmm. like Leadville. I would say I'm more mentally drained after Point to Point because it's all in single track in Leadville's mix of dirt roads and uh-huh. pavement. And
0: yeah, because there's quite a bit of pavement on Leadville, isn't there?
1: Yeah, there's a decent amount for like... uh, I mean, here and there, there's some pavement sections, but yeah, point to point is just all single track. And so mm-hmm. like your mental focus is just like for six and a half hours, I'm just like looking at every rock. Because you can't... You, you take can't, one yeah. wrong line and you're blowing a rim or whatever.
0: Jeez, yeah, that's probably yeah i haven't been into the mountain biking yet i'm hoping to go next year there's probably a whole other
1: i mean if you're riding your gravel bike on single track dude i think you're ready on, for it <laughs> i see what you're doing Gra-
0: yeah the gravel bike on single track super fun
1: it's yeah i love i love ripping the gravel bike on single track and see, like when i see you hiking when you're hiking your i think it's your canyon <laughs> Yeah, with your road shoes like up some, <laughs> ch- I don't know. I remember some video, dude. Like, like that guy's a madman. He needs a yeah, mountain bike.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I just jumped into the sport, kind of no idea, and then like, yeah, that ride, I hiked my bike like two miles in road shoes, <laughs> and I was just like, well, I took them. I had to take them off at some point because it got so bad. But yeah. yeah, dude, it's a ton of fun. But yeah. like, how, how have you? How would you say like kind of biking, cycling, helped like your mental health through high school? And, like, I guess into now. Yeah. Um, has it been a big contributor or has it just kind of been?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, biking has been the one thing that keeps my head on straight, I would yeah. say. Um, I don't know. There's just something about being able to go out on a ride. Like, no one's waiting on you. Um, No one's telling you, like, what to do, where to go, unless you have a coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But even then, like just being out in nature and being able to, like, uh, I know it sounds cliche to say, but, like, there's just that feeling of, like, nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just... I like to compare cycling to life. Like, life has a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And the climbs are difficult and sometimes you wonder when am i going to make it to the top or like is there even a top Mm -hmm. like will i ever summit this mountain um in life and on like a bike ride um and then there's sometimes where it's a ripping descent you got trees ripping past you going 30 40 miles an hour and um yeah it's just like i don't know there's nothing like it and yeah back to life being like cycling and vice versa it's uh there's just bad days and good days like it just they both are late so much and i'm i always like pull from when i'm having a bad day uh just in general um i'm able to go to my biking and be like okay i I, i've had a bad day here Mm -hmm. a bad race or whatever and i've got i've overcome that or i've like become stronger because of it yeah um, and so yeah that's just been like i don't know if any of that made sense but
0: no it totally does because like cycling and like it's you go do doesn't really matter the distance 30 40 100 miles you end up back at the truck or your house and it's not just like this destination it's like the mindset when people go like hiking like you go to like a lake and like that's what you're doing but on a bike it's like you're out there for hours and like nothing else matters right like you just have to spin your pedals and like drink your water and like you'll be fine but it's yeah the ups and downs throughout a ride and for me personally on like the really long ones like you can go through every emotion on the spectrum like anger (laughs) yeah like the last gravel race i did like hitting the washboards after (gasps) hour after hour i got so mad like i was furious and but then like I mean, the 30 miles before that was just, like, hooting and hollering and having a great time and then miss a turn, get super frustrated again. And, yeah, dude, it's been quite a lifesaver. And super fun to talk to cyclists from – I mean, now that I'm just getting into the sport and, like, everyone I meet down here, it's just, like, the community. And it seems like kind of all the guys around our age kind of have, like, the same mentality, like, coming into the sport mentally for sure.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely – As much mental as it is physical, I would say. If not, maybe more. More, yeah. Uh, And it also really helps keep the head on straight Mm -hmm. when times are hard. Yeah. And you're stressed. Like, there's just nothing like going out, riding the Alpine Loop. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) That's a phenomenal ride. Like, just with Timp staring down at you and Mm -hmm. the Aspens, especially in the fall, like, it's just such a rad thing to be doing. And I can't, like, just, I can't describe it. It's hard to, it's hard to explain it until you done it. It's super
0: hard to tell people. Cause I have a friend that I was talking with him over the phone and his wife was there and she was like, How do you, like, keep pedaling? Cause, like, they're getting into mountain biking. Well, he mountain bikes, she's getting into it. She's like, It just sucks, like, so bad. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Yeah, it, it does. does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, well, what? Like, how do you keep going then? Like, it doesn't suck for you? I'm like, no, it like, it sucks. Yep. But, <laughs> like, he's like, well, how do you just, like, keep going past that? You can't, It's like, you, well. You just do. You no. just, yeah, like, you know it's going to end. Right. And, like, especially when, like, you're bonked. Yep. And you want to, like, sell your bike and, like, you, you don't want to be out there. Like, what am I doing out here? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just suffer for however long it needs to be. And then once you get to the top or you're done with the ride or you're descending, like those thoughts like aren't even there. Like your whole perception just shifts and it's like, yeah, that helped a ton through my life with like depression, anxiety, like learning those mental battles to like deal with them on the bike. And then like I'm at work, I'm in the office, I'm doing something and it's just like mentally I'm br- I'm cracked. Right. But it's now you're in daily life, you're not on the bike. It's like, oh, I can do this mentally right because yeah. like everything in life is just gonna be mental mm-hmm. like you can have a huge workload that's gonna be hard but like mentally you just have to be able to like yeah. focus in on it
1: you, you'll you get to the top of that mountain <laughs> like, yeah like the climb will end eventually um and sometimes it's hard to see that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's just like it's what keeps me going and like knowing there is Like a rip and descent on the other side. Yeah. Most of the time. (laughs) Most of the time. (laughs) Um but yeah, like it's just it's hard to put words to like how or I guess my love towards cycling and like Mm -hmm. how it helps me mentally and physically.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's a super hard thing to express people if they kind of never done it. Yeah. For sure. You gotta try
1: it. Um and then if you don't like it, I understand. But you yeah. gotta you gotta give it a a good chance, like not just one bike ride.
0: Yeah. Cause I when people ask me questions about it or they wanna get into it, it's like I hated cycling for like a while. Like I remember the first ride I went on, it was only twelve miles around my house. And this was only like three and a half years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. It was twelve miles. My legs hurt so yeah. bad. I was like, it's, I don't wanna be out here. Like this sucks.
1: It's weird because like once you get past that point i guess it's the same with running but for me like i can't run like I'll, uh-huh. i if i went and ran a mile right now like i wouldn't be able to walk tomorrow <laughs> like uh, well, my, yeah dude, i understand ru- that. like i'm <laughs> running you might not steroids, be able to relate because you yeah. do run but for me like i can go and do like bwr down in yeah uh, cedar city like that 130 mile race like my legs are fine after like yeah they're a little like yeah tight but the body not, recovers after a bike ride. Right. So, I'm uh, not like sore. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, I might be weaker, but I go in, and you just got to give it a chance. And maybe I just haven't given running a chance yet. Cause Dude, I can't, i have, con-
0: have to convert you this. No, I'm straight. down.
1: I have the shoes. I bought some Hoka's. <laughs> I just, I go on around. I'm like, Nope, I'm sticking to biking. Dude. That, so I, I just
0: got into running this last winter spring. And after putting like two months in of like just the growing pains, yeah. cause same thing. Like I would go run like a mile and a half. So like in January I never ran farther than a mile and a half in oh, one okay. go. And then like beginning of March, I did like a half marathon on a trail. And I was like, oh. See, I have to get through like my ankles hurting every day. I think. And then I went out too hard. I have a running injury now. That I'm not sure trying to like manage. But the suffering aspect, I started to like see the similarities. I was like, oh, there might be an ultra in my future, maybe
1: one Dude, day. That would be sick. My, I think my problem is. I just thought of this while you were talking. Is I went. I think the last time I like actually ran was uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I went. I had no training. I just went and ran ten miles off yeah. the couch and was like, "Oh, you told me about this." Yeah, yeah, yeah I could yeah. not walk. <laughs> like I couldn't walk yeah. for like. Probably not week. the smartest decision. Yeah, for no, body. I should have built up to it. And then I was like, "Eh, maybe I don't. Maybe running's not for me. I don't like it." <laughs> I'll yeah, g- I, I'll give it a chance,
0: dude. We'll t- We'll get you out on the trails. Yeah, trail running super fun.
1: I've done a little bit of like the hiking slash. I mean, that's what I do. Trail. You just hike up, run hike down. Up, yeah, that I actually enjoyed. I did that this past summer. It was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, dude, we're starting to get out. Me and somebody's been planning some stuff, but
1: as long as it doesn't conflict with the biking, <laughs>
0: that's the top. nothing part. can <laughs> conflict with the biking. That's <laughs> right. always number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. But I guess other than from biking, what's going on in the work life? Yeah, so uh, you're in the media space.
1: Yep. I am uh I've been making videos uh, for as long as I can remember. No, I started right. like third grade, I had a little iPod nano. I won't <laughs> I won't tell the whole story building up yeah. to that, but yeah, I had an iPod nano and then over the years got a, like a GoPro and then just, just kept upgrading. Stacking and them up. Yeah. I started making videos just when I was in third grade I actually remember like I wanted to remember what I was like as a little kid. I don't know how I wow. had those thoughts like, yeah, in that's third grade. Awesome. But like, iPhones weren't around at that point. No. I mean, maybe they were, but no, no. one had them.
0: Oh, yeah, we had an age difference. Yeah. I'm like, no, they were not around. <laughs> <Yeah>. not
1: <in laughs> I mean, that was like, what, two, for me, 2007, <laughs> maybe, eight? I don't know. Around there. But yeah. I just wanted to remember what I was like as a yeah. little kid. And so. I took my iPod nano around everywhere It had a little camera on it and I just started Dude, recording. That awesome. And then I'd see like the GoPro, the GoPro hero came out. And yeah. I'd see that all over and I'm like, I need that camera. Like I mainly got into it for like myself. I wanted uh-huh. videos of me a little bit more selfish. Um, and then it just slowly evolved into like I guess kind of expressing myself in another way aside from cycling. Um just like the creativity aspect of being able to have something in my head and then go and film it and put it into the computer and like have endless opportunity of where it could go. Yeah. Another Um, form of expression. Yeah, exactly. Expressing yourself. Yep.
0: Physical pain. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Um, and I'm sure you completely understand that too. Like being able, just that having the outlet with creativity, Uh um, through video and photo is like, it's very relieving. And like, frustrating at the same time like
0: yeah i yeah i haven't even just thinking right now like i haven't really talked about the whole experience through the creativity uh job life like what it's like mentally like yeah it's a lot to kind of take what you think is in your mind that's artistic and then put it out and it's like especially when we're trying to like build work and clients it's like this just has to be judged and other people have to like yep. it and it can be a pretty heavy inner conflict sometimes and totally. it can definitely be debilitating if you think about it too much. Yep. Yeah. That definitely can get in the way of some stuff, but so kind of what are the stuff? What are you shooting now?
1: Um, I've been doing a lot of like just little side job freelance work. Mm-hmm. Um, doing some business ads and try, I haven't been pushing it a ton just with cycling. Yeah. Uh, and then, also, uh, I have I've had a few side jobs. I've detailed cars like the last year and a half. All right. And then I also still mow lawns, which I've been doing since like seventh <laughs> grade. That is purely just to like keep or just like relax. Like I have like a few pe- few yeah. neighbors back my back where I'm from originally, yeah. and I go there. It's like 30 minutes from where I live. I'll just go and just put. Dude, a I grew up on. mowing
0: lawns and kind of nice to do some manual labor. I know. I, I kinda...
1: there's something about manual labor that just like, I don't know. It's almost like meditating in a sense. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, I think it's good for everybody. I think I'm just, I might be too lazy now to go out and do it. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: i am definitely, I'm definitely burnt out from it. I think this is my last year, unfortunately. Mowing just, yeah. Trying to do it all. Um, but yeah, and then I also just started working It Bucked Up a supplement company mm-hmm. here in Utah, and we are um, coming out with a cycling line. All right, should be. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet. I think I am. <laughs> okay, I was about. To, I was about to ask. I'm like, I haven't seen other yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like,
0: do you, uh, goos and gels and yeah. So the, the plan is cycling. Stuff. Yeah,
1: we're gonna try and come out with everything. Um We already have. Um, like our drink mix finalized. Uh, We'll probably be announcing it here in the next few weeks. Okay. So have Uh, you
0: been helping with like the R&D for that?
1: Yes. Like trying to... Or...
0: Have they been like... Have you been giving feedback on
1: some of it? Yeah. So not I... When I came in, there was another guy that wasn't working there that was like trying to get them to push it. Mm -hmm. But they just like kept getting... uh, like put on the back burner, I guess. And yeah. Um, Cause
0: they're Utah based. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so I came in and I've just been the one like trying to get the product to the finish line. Nice. Um, that's not my, my job is going to consist of like getting it in bike shops and training sales reps on. Oh, cool. Like selling it to mm-hmm. bike shops, et cetera. Um, and yeah, no, it's the drink mix is good. I'll have to get you some. It's dude. Yeah it's uh i I stand behind it and I have tried several drink mixes and it's like the perfect consistency of like a good flavor but not too sticky or like like uh, it has enough uh, supplement facts enough but- calories exactly calories, I'm drawn dude, my brain's electrolytes, exactly it has it has all the it has all the nutrition you need in like the serving that you're getting that you're putting in your bottle, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's good stuff. I'll have to get you some because
0: how many do you know off the top of your head? Like calories, carbs? Yeah.
1: So calories is 100 calories per scoop. The okay. Recommended is three. Okay. Um, I personally do two and a half because then I take in a gel while I'm racing. Mm-hmm. So I try to do like 300 calories an hour, um, around there. Yeah. Carbs off. I don't know off the top of my head. I believe it's around, like six in between sixty and eighty per, per like, bottle. Yeah. Um. And
0: dude, that's solid. Yeah. So you're not taking any other nutrition in? Other so than I like the gel. Yeah, I do the gel. But you're not having a lot.
1: Yeah. No, I'll just do like I'll do two and a half, and then the gel. Um. I'll. I haven't. I'll occasionally do gummies, but uh-huh. yeah, like it. It's good stuff.
0: Jeez, yeah, because I just went through a bag of. Uh, are you familiar with Infinite Nutrition?
1: I have not tried that now. Uh,
0: like on their website, you can customize your bag. Oh, really? And so you, you have sliders, and so you can put in whatever much, whatever oh. all the, what you want, and uh it was all right. Definitely, if I put put it in both bottles, like the full serving, the stomach started to not yeah. react well after like hour three.
1: Yeah, the but biggest thing too which i just learned this year believe it or not is nutrition is like very very important and training with what you're racing with is even more important and i had noticed that a like little bit this year trying to eat, like while you're on a training ride you need to be taking in 300 calories an hour as if you
0: were racing as if you're racing because
1: yeah. your gut just can't like the beginning of this year i didn't do that and stomach just turned inside out like hmm had a terrible race. So
0: yeah, I had my first real problem last year when I did Lodeja and I I and I did the full length and, uh, yeah, the last two hours I couldn't put anything down. Yep. If I put anything in my mouth, even the water was difficult. Like I wanted to vomit Yep. for two hours. Yeah. Like it was
1: cause you think, Oh, it's not that hard to eat. But no, just keep eating. That's part of the training is eating. <laughs> like while you're training, you need to be training yourself to yeah, eat. So
0: training the body to take in. Exactly. Cause it's not not normal yeah. stuff you're putting down. Yeah,
1: I used to like, bike. I would just fill up the bottles with some like drink mix. And then I'd throw in maybe like a pop tart in the back of my pocket and just like, right. You always fuel off pop tarts all last dude, year. Dude. Oh, <laughs> there's something about them. They fit perfectly in the back of your uh, jersey yeah, pocket. They're, great. Like, they're
0: stacked <laughs> with carbs. They <it> taste <laughs> good.
1: Like it's a good snack to eat when you're at the top of the climb and you're like, all right, I'm going to descend down now. You yeah. Pop tart in the stomach, but it's, yeah. Train with what you race with. and Uh huh you or yeah and you'll have a much better experience
0: <laughs> yeah so what's uh kind of what's next coming in next year the next big goals on the docket
1: um yeah so i haven't announced it on my instagram but it's kind of been known i'm writing for imaginary collective yes uh, yeah i, I posted about, about it a few times like tagging them but yeah. i haven't announced that i'm writing for them going into next year okay um
0: so is this is this official release here on the podcast. Yes, cool. yes, it is. <laughs> I'm
1: riding uh, for Imaginary Collective with TJ Eisenhart, yeah. who's b- behind it. Um, I've been following him for a while. Yeah, he is. He's a stud. Um, he has just been someone I've looked up to ever since that year going or going into my junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother met him and they became friends and so i just like because
0: he's been a pro for
1: he's, he's been, been quite a while yeah right? i i don't know the exact number but like in high school he was yeah. like racing over in europe for bmc i want to say and then came back over here race uh pro continental and
0: yeah, I, I saw it, the first time I saw him was on a uh, riding riding fixies with pros. Have you seen that YouTube yes, channel? Yes, so sweet. Yeah, he he was on one of those. Yeah, TJ, like, oh, he's guy. the
1: man. Like I'm so stoked to be a part of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: yeah. So give a quick what's Imaginary Collective about? Kind of what's he
1: just spreading love? Yeah, like just being a good person and just. I can't even put it into words like (laughs) just having a good time like not like you can take the sport seriously but be cool like be a good person and like at the end of the day we're all human and we're just out here sharing the same passion so like why not be spreading the love and uh yeah just that's what he's all about. Uh huh. In the back of my jersey, it just says spread love. And it's my favorite part of the jersey he gave me. Uh, it's just like it's in the peloton or whatever, in the gravel races, people yeah. be That's what drafting off at. me and they're yeah. looking at it and it says spread love. And I'm all about it. Like, I totally am there with him on that because it's just, yeah, it's like the sport is competitive. Uh huh. Um, and there are moments where things do get intense, but like at the end of the day, like, being a good human is what it's all about and sharing these experiences with others is like, there's nothing like it.
0: Yeah. there truly is nothing like it. Like some of the best experiences I've had is just like suffering with people out on the bike yeah. and like the experiences that come with it, especially with cycling. It definitely can be a little intimidating to get into, especially going to like races and like dude, last year when I went to like races for the first time, like I, they're not at races, they're events, you know, and I'm like looking at people. No, in the they're still lot they're still races, like man. Like come on, Lotus is you know, a big like, race. <laughs> oh, you know, it's huge. It's yeah, that's a fun one, but it's just super intimidating. But then like seeing yeah. that people are actually like pretty nice. Yeah,
1: and I think the sport has come a long way. Yeah. Um. Or in, it's moving in that direction of just like people being less elitist. Yeah. T- like uptight and intense. Mm-hmm. It is hard because cyclists are some of the most competitive people in the world um and from my perspective yeah and so like we're all competing for racing for the same thing like to be at the top of that the podium and mm-hmm. even if it isn't that like i don't know i've just been about trying to be a good human also while riding on the bike and i'm not perfect by any means like but, but yeah just if I, whenever I see a rider that's on the side of the trail, even if I maybe can't stop, I'll try to ask them like, "Hey, man, you good? Like, yeah. you need anything?" If they're like, "Oh, I need a CO 2 and it Just happens to be in out. my back pocket. I'll drop it mm-hmm. for them. Like that ah, actually knocked me off the podium at marathon nationals last year. But really, we won't really get into that. It. Still, <laughs> no, still, a little no, yeah, so no, it was, it's it's good karma. Yeah, it's yeah. good karma. Like that's what I, it's all about. And the other thing with TJ's. He uh, he loves that I'm into other things outside of cycling. Mm-hmm. He like absolutely loves it. Like, yeah. I lo- cause I love to ski. Dude, you and- freaking rip on skis! <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but- ski, skateboarding. Yeah. Um, yeah, videography. Yeah, all that stuff. He it totally stands behind that. Where I know, like, a like over in Europe. I don't not every team, but a lot of teams. It's like you're a cyclist and that's your job
0: and you will not and do not do yeah. anything else.
1: Yeah. And I've just been, for me, it's been trying to find that balance of like everything. Like cycling is definitely the thing I love the most, mm-hmm. but I also love to ride my dirt bike. Like I've been getting out on my dirt bike here yeah. and there uh, this season. Just that's well, like too- the
0: longevity of life, you know? And Like, yeah. yeah, obviously cycling's number one, but you still have to give priority to like other things. Yep. Cause if you just Absolutely. focus, so sort are of like so young, Mm-hmm. And if you just burn out and then you're 30 and like, I don't want to ride my bike anymore. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, that's well
1: what I want to avoid. Um, yeah. And yeah. So just balance. Like I'll take an off season here in the next few weeks. Um, just take a break from the bike, ride my dirt bike, mm-hmm. hang out with friends, skateboard, maybe rock climb if it doesn't get too cold. <laughs> um, but yeah, you never know. With it's going yeah, <laughs> to be too cold for a while, but yeah, just trying to, reset and uh uh, yeah just enjoy life (laughs) all right dude
0: that's sick and any races coming up uh I mean so coming up next year what are the big ones yeah I mean so
1: I just finished up last mountain bike race of the season marathon nationals and then I'll race cross here in Utah locally just for fun the Mm -hmm. next few weeks and then take a break and then going into next year I have a list written out of races I'd like to touch um I'd love to do unbound. It's been one yeah. that I've been eyeing for the past few years. The you 200 rowdy. the
0: 200 Miler. Dude, that race is stacked now. Yeah. Cuz the yeah. guy who just won it this year is in the pro he's in the World Tour. Yeah. Yeah. And is like one of the top dudes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's the gravel scene is exploding and if yeah, you're the not- lifetime
0: Grand Prix event this year like that was whole that whole setup was sweet.
1: Yeah. It's definitely helping the sport mm-hmm. um, grow. And I think we're moving in the right direction. I also love that they're taking like uh, road, the like gravel racing and the mountain bike racing, kind of combining the two. And then they get the gravel racers and the road racers and the mountain bikers and put them all mm-hmm. into that. I would love to see them have one race maybe that's like, a hardcore mountain bike race, so that like the mountain bikers, True mountain yeah, like can yeah. um, like use their skills there, and then it would be sick to have them do a road race. Yeah, where like the road racers can use their skills and their tactics, and like it would be cool to see them do that. Um, because this yeah, year that,
0: that add a lot of variabilities yeah. to the points.
1: Yep, because I think this year was more of like the mountain bike races were pretty smooth. Mountain, like it was almost a gravel race on a mountain bike like you'd still need to ride a mountain bike mm-hmm. um but yeah if they like did one hardcore like mountain bike race and then maybe a ripping road race like it would be sweet to see how that would play out yeah that'd be sick but um yeah i like to touch on bound um trying to think of i know like leadville that's nothing new though maybe do lead boat that would be sick the, or, the next is the next yeah day? so it's the Leadville 100 and then the next day it's steamboat springs yeah. gravel or steamboat gravel and um yeah back to back just two days of suffering <laughs> but it would be it would be a cool one to touch touch on and uh yeah i as far as the beginning of the season goes i'll probably hit I'll de- or I would definitely love to hit True Grit down in St. George, Utah. Yeah. Um. And then I'd need to pull up the schedule. I'm yeah. drawing blank right now. I'm kind of I'm ready well, dude, for the next- off season. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, dude. We'll have to touch base again next year. Get the update. Yeah. get Everything however everything, everything's going next season. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, yeah. appreciate the time. It's been yeah. fun talking bikes and whatnot. I love
1: it <laughs> anytime, dude. Let's let's do it again soon.
0: All right, man. For sure. All right, everybody, and I'll uh, we'll talk to you later.